I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-378-3508. 800-378-3508. That's 800-378-3508. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. This is Sports Overnight America. I'm Lou Landers, joined by co-host Ron McLeese. And Ron, there were some surprises in week one of the NFL. I did not see the Broncos losing to Seattle. Russell Wilson returning to Seattle. Really thought the Broncos were going to kind of run away with that game. Of course, those fumbles in the red zone did not help. And I was very surprised by the Colts tying the Texans. Now, the Colts did make that fourth quarter comeback. Matt Ryan looked good. But, of course, Blankenship misses that kick in overtime. Results in a tie. Not so happy about that result for a number of reasons. Had to parlay with the Colts. Uh, money line in it had the Colts in Survivor as well and one of my survivors so um, definitely surprised definitely disappointed but I feel like week one always gives us some big surprises what was your biggest surprise definitely some surprises Lou and first off uh, great to be back uh, doing this with you uh, definitely excited uh, surprise for me and I did watch most of the game was the Bengals Steelers game I mean the Bengals you know, a Super Bowl team a year ago losing. I mean, no one wanted to win that game. Let's put it that way, uh, Lou. It seemed like at the end and uh, all the mixed missed kicks and the, the boink and um, by Boswell. I mean, but for the Steelers to, to go into the jungle, you know, and, and steal a victory there, I think that's a big statement in, uh, in that division for them. And uh, Mike Tomlin and company um, wasn't an, a pretty win, but a, you know, a win's a win, you know, put some lipstick on that pig there, Lou. Yeah. Win's a win and a win within the division and a win against the AFC champions. Uh, definitely big things there for the Steelers. We'll see how they do this weekend against the Patriots. We will be talking about that game at some point for sure. Bengals, losing was a surprise they have it easier this week with the Cowboys again the Broncos losing and the Colts tying the Texans definitely some of the bigger surprises from around the league this is sports overnight America I'm Lou Landers with Ron McLeese and we'll be back we'll be talking player versus player props for week two in the NFL some good stuff coming your way right after this commercial break
This special report is sponsored by Coca-Cola. Summer is here, and Burger King will help you beat the heat all season long with the newest frozen Fanta flavor. What is it, you ask? Well, the mystery has finally been solved. The newest frozen Fanta flavor is Strawberry Shortcake. Its color may be electric green, but this cool drink is packed with juicy, refreshing strawberry flavor. Easy for grab-and-go adventures. Frozen What the Fanta Strawberry Shortcake is your sidekick to summer. Whether you're headed to the park, the beach, the pool, or just trying to stay cool, stop in or hit up the drive-thru at Burger King and try the chilling, thrilling, frozen What the Fanta Strawberry Shortcake for just $1 plus tax. It's no mystery that your refreshment is guaranteed. So go ahead. Quench your thirst with a frozen What the Fanta Strawberry Shortcake for just $1 plus tax. Only at Burger King. Have it your way. Not valid in Alaska or Hawaii. This special report was brought to you by Coca-Cola. Progressive presents Forced Metaphors about bundling your home auto and other vehicles. Any sports fan knows defense wins championships. Your championship is your boat, motorcycle, RV, or ATV. And your best defense is the round-the-clock protection offered by Progressive, which is like having a goalie, a seven-foot shot-blocking specialist, and a linebacker all wrapped into one. Which, to circle back, means you're going to win the championship. Because, you know, defense. Forced Metaphors. Presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Are you looking for solutions for health and wellness at home? Please visit antiagingbed.com. They are on a mission to use proven technology to provide you with healthy solutions to many conditions that affect all of us physically and mentally. Use promo code wellness for your discount. Antiagingbed.com. Technology proven to help you feel your best. Use promo code wellness, antiagingbed.com. Feel your best. Staples has everything for school at great prices. So this year, you won't go back to school. You'll be ready to move forward into art class. A four-foot replica of the Statue of Liberty using elbow macaroni. With glue and art supplies from Staples. By tomorrow. This week, Crayola 24-count crayons, Staples comp books, and two-pocket poly folders are each just 50 cents. Get everything on your list at amazing prices. This year, go forward to school with Staples. Shop in-store, online, or buy online and pick up in-store. Ends 9-10, limit 30. If this were a Reese's TV ad, you'd be staring at a Reese's peanut butter cup. And sure, my voice is peanut buttery smooth, but still, you need to see the peanut butter cups, right? No? I can really just say Reese's and you'll go get some? (laughs) Okay. Reese's. 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 Really working, actually. Reese's. Reese's. This, I'm on to something. Reese's. 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 Welcome back to Sports Overnight America. I'm Lou Landers with co-host Ron McLeese. We're talking player versus player props for week two in the NFL. Start with more passing yards and we'll go Washington versus Detroit, Wentz or Goff. And I think Washington wins this game, Ron, but I'm going to go with Goff for more passing yards because I think the commanders will be out in front, especially late. I think the Lions are going to be forced to go to the air game. I think Jared Goff's going to be wheeling and dealing to his receivers. Uh, So give me some Jared Goff in this. I also have seen numerous reports about DeAndre Swift missing practice. That will hurt the running game for the Lions. That might mean more pass attempts for Jared Goff. So I'll take him over Wentz in terms of passing yards. 
wouldn't be uh, make for a good show if we agreed uh, here, Lou. Uh, every time, I, I'm actually uh, I'm off Mr. Golf Balls. I, I, again, it's getting late in the season here, and uh, it's not golf season uh, pretty soon. It's football season. That's what we're talking on Sports Overnight America. I've got to take Carson Wentz. This this guy, I don't know if it's just a, you know, we saw a similar kind of start to him his season last year. He came out of the gate hot. This is arguably the best pass catching. Uh, um, you know, wide receiver room he's had uh, as a professional. And I think that uh, they're kind of fixing uh, the mechanics and getting things right there for Mr. Wentz. And again, I like the receiver. I think Dotson's going to be a guy that uh, people uh, don't sleep on that rookie from Penn State. Uh, broke a ton of receiving records there. And uh, again, they've got some secondary. I mean, Curtis Samuel, when he's healthy uh, and playing like he did week one, he is going to also be a threat and not to mention Mr. McLaurin, who uh, I believe if I heard correctly, he's going to be celebrating a birthday. So he'll have a little extra motivation there to have a big game. So I'm going with Wentz here. Yeah. Wentz definitely looked good and Wentz definitely surrounded by good players as well. I look at it more of the game script situation when I take off, but can't argue with you there. Arizona versus Las Vegas, Kyler Murray versus Derek Carr. I'm going to go with Carr here. The reason being the Cards offense really didn't look very good in week one. I don't think Murray has the weaponry through the air that Carr does. This game should be close. I think the difference here really is that Carr has Adams, Waller, and Renfro making plays for him. I'm actually with you here. Let's get in the car and start the engine here. Uh, you know, he's got uh, Devontae Adams, uh, those 10 receptions uh, in week one. Uh, monster performance for him. Um, again, Darren Waller, I think this is a game where it sets up well for him. So uh, I like what I've seen early on from this Raiders football team. I think they're a little more balanced also. And, and to your point with Murray, um, missing Hopkins is a bigger issue for them early on in the season than I think a lot of people um, have let on to. Yeah, they did not look good against a very beatable Chiefs defense. So we'll move things over to more total yards. We'll look at Bucks versus Saints, Fournette versus Kamara. And I'm going to go with Fournette here. Not only is he heavily involved running the football, but also a very good pass catcher. Kamara certainly does all that too. But the Bucks, one of the more stout run defenses in the NFL, Ron. It's going to be Jameis Winston throwing the football to Thomas Landry and Olave a lot more than it's going to be Kamara. So for me, I'm going to go with Fournette as the more total yards. I'm again going to agree with you in this one. Um, I don't know if it's just like a cloud over Kamara's head or just the kind of the changing the guard, the quarterback position of maybe game strip kind of played into that week one having to kind of play catch up there in the second half uh but i would like to see a lot more dump downs to kamara and we just didn't really see that much uh i think Fournette again this is a guy that uh um we know how involved he is in that offense how much of a focal point he is and for them to kind of grind it out early and, and get those yards I, I, I like Fournette. uh he's a beast and again i, I just think that uh, they're also a more well-rounded uh, team um, as far as the offense goes than the Saints. 
Certainly so. Panthers versus Giants, Christian McCaffrey versus Saquon Barkley. And Barkley outstanding in Week 1. I think he can be again, but I'm going to roll with Christian McCaffrey. He is likely in line to see the most touches out of anyone in this entire game. And I think his total yards will likely lead every position player in this game too. Despite the awesome performance by Barkley, I think this is a CMC week. He's healthy. He's out there and he's got a new quarterback. Um, you know, this is a tough one. I think it's close. Um, I'm actually going to go with Barkley here just because I think, again, they're going to need to more so lean on Barkley, I think, with the offense for the Giants than with McCaffrey. I feel like there's a lot more weapons there to kind of spread the ball around. Um, so as far as total yards, I think Barkley, this may be the year Barkley finally kind of reaches those lofty expectations, assuming he stays healthy. And I think that uh, week one was a good indication of that, that he's uh, motivated to do so. Yeah, he looks good. He looks healthy for sure. More receptions, 49er Seahawks game, DK Metcalf versus Debo Samuel. And Debo seems like the obvious choice here, which is why I'm going to go with DK. Uh, Debo couldn't see a lot of carries in this game because of the absence of Elijah Mitchell. It's going to limit his targets in the passing game. Geno Smith, kind of that dink and dunk quarterback for the most part. I wouldn't be surprised to see Metcalf bring in seven or eight catches. So I do think he racks up more receptions than Debo, although I do think Debo has a better chance of finding the end zone and totally more yards. Yeah, again, a tough one. I mean, I think both these guys are uber-talented and uh, obviously the focal point of, of their offenses. Um, I think week two is the, the week where Debo kind of gets it going. We know he's a dual threat, um, going to score on the ground. He did week one, but uh, they need to make more an emphasis. Uh, with Juwan Jennings leading the team and receiving week one, I think that uh, this is the week Debo is that guy, and uh, they go back to him. And again, make him that focal point because I think that's uh, what they're going to have to do to get this offense rolling on, on all cylinders and firing all cylinders. Certainly so. Ravens versus Dolphins, Mark Andrews versus Jalen Waddle. And I'm going to go with Mark Andrews in this one. Clear favorite option of Lamar Jackson. Doesn't have that much competition with Bateman or Duvernay. On the Dolphins side, Waddle certainly heavily involved in a receptions monster. So is Tyreek Hill and even Chase Edmonds to an extent. I think the Dolphins are going to spread the ball around more. I will take Mark Andrews with more receptions than Waddle. I'm with you on this one. I think, again, Mark Andrews was kind of uh, lost in the shuffle week one. I mean, Devin DuVernay, the kind of two fluky touchdowns. Um, they need to get the ball to, to Andrews. And, again, this is uh, this is just a bright matchup prime for the picking here. Uh, Jalen Waddle, again, he's more that boomer bust type receiver, it seems like. And, obviously, adding um, Ty Freak Hill to, to that uh, – wide receiver room is going to have an effect on that. And uh, you still have Gasecki there too, who was kind of quiet week one. So yeah, I think the ball is going to be kind of, it's going to be passed around and, and evenly distributed there in that offense. Whereas Mark Andrews uh, should be the man for the Ravens. All right. We got one more here. More receiving yards, Eagles, Vikings, AJ Brown versus Justin Jefferson, and it's a tough one for sure. Both these guys elite options, both the clear number ones on their team. 
Jefferson, the obvious choice, but I'm going to go with A.J. Brown, Ron. My reasoning, pretty simple, too. Vikings going to run Dalvin Cook a lot. Thielen could also be heavily involved. Well, on the Eagles' side, A.J. Brown going to see more targets than Smith and Goddard combined. And looked like Jalen Hurts almost forces it in to A.J. Brown, which is never a bad idea. So for me, A.J. Brown's going to be the leading receiver in this game. Well, hard to bet against arguably the best receiver in football, Justin Jefferson. Um, but I do think that teams are going to definitely start to bracket cover him uh, more and more and make Kirk Cousins beat them with someone else. And, uh, again, that's going to be a focus. A.J. Brown, uh, they brought this guy into town for a reason, and they showed that, proved that week one. And that chemistry that they were talking about preseason between him and Hurts, uh, make, no, make no mistake, it's there, and it, it's going to continue. So Brown for me. Yeah, it looked really good in week one. We'll see if it continues on to Monday night in week two. This is Sports Overnight America, Lou Landers with Ron McLeese, and we'll be back talking game previews and bets for week two in the NFL. Stay tuned right after these messages. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800 449 1759. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. 
When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Welcome back to Sports Overnight America. I'm Lou Landers with my co-host Ron McLeese. We're here previewing some games and some bets for week two in the NFL. We'll start with the Bears and the Packers. Spread here is 10 in favor of the Packers. And it seems almost too good to be true for the Bears side of things after what we saw in week one. Bears in very sloppy weather pull out an upset win against what is supposed to be a very good 49ers team. Well, the Packers offense almost non-existent in their week one loss to the Vikings. I will say the Packers did something similar last year put up a dud in week one that went on to be the best team in the NFC the rest of the way. This is a different Packers team now, though, Ron. It's clear that Aaron Rodgers has no one to throw the football to. Their offense could struggle throughout the season. And this Bears team, well, they may not be all that good, but they're good enough to keep this game within reach or even surprise us with a win. I do think the Packers bounce back, come away with a victory here at home, but it won't be the blowout that Vegas is projecting here. I'm going to take the Bears plus the 10 points even if they lose 20 to 13 or something we're winning our bet so give me the Bears plus 10 yeah I mean this is a Bears team that I think uh obviously they're trying to figure some things out through the air um but I I it's much as I I, I have questions just as many questions as about the Packers receivers and kind of the lack of therefore proven options and, and you can make the same argument for the Bears uh but Fields made big plays to some unknowns when, you know, when necessary. So, again, I think this game will stay close. And I'm going to take the Bears in the plus 10 also. I just think they can uh, also grind it out with that one-two punch they had with Montgomery and Herbert, who looks really good in this offense. Yeah, and you know what? As much as the Bears wide receivers might be questionable, Ron, I'll take Darnell Mooney over anything the Packers have. And that's just it. Mooney, again, was not really – he was taken out of that game. But you have to also consider the weather. So that week one's hard to really hold against the Bears and kind of use that to, to analyze their season moving forward just because of the weather. It, it played that much into, uh, you know, the outcome. And their passing game was affected on both sides. I mean, if you can stop the run against the Packers, you're probably going to beat them right now. I mean, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are a fantastic running back duo. And you will know the Packers are going to want to ground and pound because they don't have guys in the passing game. But if the Bears can can hold these guys uh, down, I'm not saying stop them because you're not going to stop them. But if you can hold them down and not let them beat you, um, you got a good chance of beating the Packers this year. Yeah, I mean, everybody talks about how the Packers started out last year compared to this year, but it's a, it's a different season and it's a turning the page here. And, and we see how much Devontae Adams meant to this team and, and moving forward. So 
you're exactly right. The the running game is going to be the focal point stopping that, and I think the Bears front um, eight stacking the box, they can get the job done, and they have, uh, I don't know if you saw the rookie Robinson, but that kid is a monster. Uh, they've done some, they've made some smart picks and picked up some players on the defensive side that I think are going to, one, continue to keep pressure, constant pressure on Rodgers, and also coming off the blind side there, I think they're going to frustrate him into some turnovers. So, again, I think the ground game, uh, that's going to be the first thing that they focus on on stopping. Yeah, certainly good enough to keep this game within that 10 points. That's for sure. Indianapolis Colts going on the road, taking on the Jags. Colts are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Line opened up at four. The Colts looked pretty bad through three quarters in week one versus the Texans team that really shouldn't have even been in that game before finally turning it on late in the game. New quarterback Matt Ryan seemed to settle in as the game progressed. Sets up nicely heading into week two against the Jags team that was absolutely torn apart by Carson Wentz in week one. I expect the same from Matt Ryan and the Colts here in week two. Would not be at all surprised to see the Colts run away with this game. Something like a 30-17 to 17 final. Three and a half points they are being given really doesn't seem like too big of an ask here at all. You can expect a big game from Jonathan Taylor on the ground and uh, Colts dominant performance. Yeah, I mean, these are two teams that know each other well. I mean, obviously, Matt Ryan being new to the team. Um, to the organization, but I mean, he's a solid quarterback, um, very serviceable. The ground game will be the focal point. And again, Trevor Lawrence is the type of quarterback that's going to make mistakes, and uh, this Colts defense is, is going to take advantage of those mistakes. So um, I'm definitely going to take Indy and the four. Yeah, Colts were um, one of the most opportunistic defenses a year ago as well. They forced a lot of turnovers. And yeah, the line opened before. It's actually three and a half now too. So you could get a 24-20 win and win your bet. I think they win by a lot more than that. Uh, but the three and a half actually does make it more inviting. Almost definitely. You know, I, I think it will be a close game. But I think in the second half, that's kind of when Jonathan Taylor kind of grinds it out and takes advantage of this uh you know, defense that's kind of begins to tire. And a lot of rookies there on that defense, too, for the Jags. Definitely. New England and Pittsburgh. Total at 40 and a half. Pretty low to begin with, but you can see why. Patriots offense looked bad in week one. Really doesn't get much easier for them this week going into Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Even though the Steelers will be without TJ Watt, there's still a lot of playmakers on this defense. They are still able to generate tons of pressure on the quarterback, and they should be able to hold Mac Jones and the Patriots offense to under 20 points. On the flip side, Steelers offense looked pretty terrible themselves in a week one. If not for their defense forcing all those Joe Burrow turnovers, they would have easily lost that game due to basically no offense to speak of at all. Patriots have a good defense, should be able to limit Mitch Trubisky and the Steelers offense, and the Steelers offense might be without running back Najee Harris, and at the very least will face Najee not at 100%. Neither team scoring 20 points in this game. I'm going to take the under 40 and a half. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about Mac Jones kind of struggling with this uh, new offense and kind of the new uh, moving pieces there. And uh, it's kind of, you know, crossed over here from preseason, uh, carried over to the regular season. And um, I just think that Mac Jones has a lot of pressure on him after he had a great rookie season. I think there's a little bit of sophomore uh, slump here for him. 
in my crystal ball, and I, and I definitely think they're, they're going to struggle to uh, put up points here against the Pittsburgh defense, even without Watt. I definitely think they can get the job done. Uh, Fitzpatrick uh, is going to definitely uh, do a lot of the damage, and uh, you have playmakers like Fitzpatrick on your side. It's going to make for a long day for uh, Mac Jones. Yeah, so this go with Patriots offense, Ron, really wasn't all that good last year. They had some moments. They had a nice stretch, but they looked really, really bad against the Dolphins. I mean, I could see this game being one of those like 13-10, 16-13 finals. Yeah, definitely low scoring. And, and again, Pittsburgh, to your point, with if Najee Harris is out, that's going to uh, definitely uh, – Going to be, it's going to be tough sledding for them too. Uh, Jalen Warren has been a standout for them, undrafted free agent um, out of Oklahoma State. But uh, he's not, he's no Najee Harris, and I think that uh, you know when you lose, if you lose a player to his level, you just can't replace him. And also, I think that affects the team uh, as a whole, you know, mentally. Definitely. So Seattle is going to San Francisco. A nice divisional matchup here. San Francisco favored by eight and a half points. This line opened up at 10. It's since moved to the eight and a half. And Seattle played a good game in week one versus a team that was expected to dominate them in the Broncos. 49ers played terrible in week one versus a team they were expected to dominate. Although the script could be flipped this weekend, there's a lot of question marks surrounding this 49ers team. One quarterback, Trey Lance, Tough to believe in him after what we saw in week one. And then they're also going to be without Elijah Mitchell, which of course hurts this offense. Can the 49ers pull out a victory here? Probably, but I don't see it being a blowout like the betting line indicates. Seattle can keep this game close, might even win it outright. So if I'm getting eight and a half points with the team I think could actually win the game, I'm going to do it almost every single time. Give me Seattle plus eight and a half. Yeah, Trey Lance, I mean, this is, the guy, I mean, this is their franchise quarterback, but I mean, they're going to take some lumps early. And again, he's, um, you know, I, I know that uh, the Seahawks are going to be missing uh, one of their focal point the points of the secondary. I think uh, Adams is out for the season. Uh, so that will affect them. But having said that, I think this is, again, a di- division rivals. They know each other well. Uh, they're going to be low scoring, but also. Seeing what we saw from Seattle, I think they were better than we anticipated. Um, so, so, yeah, I'm with you here. I think that uh, Trey Lance, uh, the struggles kind of continue here week two, or at least he's held back from uh, that big kind of breakout-type performance that uh, may be on the horizon, but I don't think it's, it's time just yet to, uh, for, that, for him to kind of bust out And it's shell. funny, Ron, because... I feel like the 49ers are putting a lot of faith into a guy that made, what, three starts last year and wasn't really all that impressive in any of them. Um, I think he's got a lot of talent, but I think the 49ers offense is going to start slow and they're going to have to win on this defense. And if they can't play good enough defense, then they're not going to win a lot of football games. Yeah, and uh, to your point, I mean, it might be questionable that maybe they might be in a better position to win these games with a game type manager jimmy g under centers but uh, again i get that uh, you your future is now and that you want to get your young quarterback out there and um, let him kind of live and learn each and every sunday and that's kind of what they're uh, committed to but yeah the fans might start uh clamoring here if they start out 
you know, 0 and 2 or 0 and 5 or something like that. So uh, things could change in the Bay soon. Yeah, they definitely could. This is Sports Overnight America. Lou Landers and Ron McLeese will be back talking NFL daily fantasy sports for week two right after this commercial break. Progressive's Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for sports stuff you definitely could not do. If you were head coach, you would not have gone for it on fourth down. Your confidence in your play calling ability might be a little overblown, considering you're barely confident in which restaurant to order takeout from, let alone choosing a play in front of 70,000 screaming fans. But you definitely can use Progressive's Home Court Explorer to easily compare rates. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. TrackPhone wants to know, are you an influencer, a big live streamer? No? Then guess what? You don't need an endless data plan. Get just the right amount of data with TrackPhone's $40 unlimited talk and text smartphone plan. Now with 8 gigs of high-speed data and unlimited carryover. On America's largest, most dependable network, now with 5G. Get the data you need at the price you want. TrackPhone Wireless. Now you're in control. Available at major retailers. 5G-compatible device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. See terms and conditions at TrackPhone.com. If you work remote, Staples has you covered. Stylish office decor to turn my finished basement into a complete workspace solution. Staples has you covered. A desk that's all business, but not too businessy. Staples has you covered. And now at Staples, take up to 50% off select chairs and up to 75% off select desks. Plus, with 25% off Staples furniture support, we'll assemble your new furniture and guarantee it against wear and defects. Explore solutions for your remote workspace at Staples. Ends 9-3 in-store only. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. You know what a booster shot can be like? Charging a cell phone. Just like a cell phone charger helps restore your battery, a booster is given after a primary series vaccination to enhance or restore protection against COVID-19, which wanes over time. Boosters are recommended for people five years and older. Schedule a booster appointment as soon as eligible. You can even make the appointment on your phone, as long as it's charged. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech.
Welcome back to Sports Overnight America. I'm Lou Landers with Rod McLeese. We're here talking NFL daily fantasy sports for week two. We'll start with the quarterback position, Ron. Russell Wilson, 7,200 this week, taking on the Texans. Although they lost that game to the Seahawks, Wilson threw for 340 yards, a touchdown. Could have been a lot more if not for some questionable play calling by the Broncos. Great matchup this weekend versus a pretty bad Texans defense, and it's at home in Denver versus on the road in Seattle. Got to like that. One of the safer plays this week is Wilson possesses big-time upside, someone who can give you 300-plus yards, three or more touchdowns in this game. And although he didn't run much in Week 1 and doesn't run as much as he used to, he is a mobile quarterback, especially in the red zone, and that can always translate into additional points on the ground. Most definitely. I think that uh, this is the week Russell Wilson kind of shows why the Broncos went out and got him. I, you know, this guy's a fearless leader, competitor, one of the best in the NFL, um, throws that deep ball as well as anyone. And I think this is a matter of time before he just starts clicking with this offense uh, uh, when the games matter. And again, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, I mean, these are guys that um, – are big plays waiting to happen, and I think this week this is a week where they happen. Um, I like him a lot. At 7,200, I think that this is a guy that uh, you definitely want to get in your DFS lineups and, and roll the dice on Wilson because uh, I think he's going to make some, a lot of people money this week. He definitely could. I like that you mentioned Sutton and Judy, of course, and Javante Williams, too, very heavily involved. We'll get to him shortly. Two other quarterbacks here. Obviously, I don't like them as much as Wilson, but that's why you get a bit of a price break. It's Matt Stafford and Matt Ryan. With Stafford, priced pretty well. Good matchup versus the Falcons, who did struggle against Jameis Winston. Stafford probably needing a bounce back after a rough three-interception game. I think he's going to get his other pass catchers involved a lot more this week while still, of course, having Cooper Cup in his back pocket. Not a huge upside play, but single-entry, double-ups. This is a guy that can give you 250 passing yards, two or more touchdown passes. And with Matt Ryan, I alluded to the struggles already that he had early in his week one matchup but shined in the fourth quarter and this Jags team was really beat up badly through the air by Carson Wentz I think we see the same thing with Matt Ryan this week another 300 plus yards passing definitely in the cards for him and if he puts up the 20 or so points he did in week one I think you'll be very happy at such a low price tag he's just 5,500. Yeah it's all about the price tag and I'll start with Mr. Matt Ryan again that that's arguably the best matchup on paper for any quarterback this week and uh, you know kind of a uh, a week where you want to attack a Jaguars defense through the air uh, I think that's where you want to do it because they do have some some pass rushers I mean Trevon Walker uh, some guys coming off the edge so you want to get some quick hitters out and I think this is exactly what uh, you know they can do this week with Pittman and and make some big plays happen so I like the price there uh, Stafford 6300 you know, they got to kind of be chomping at the bit to make a statement after week one, uh, you know, opening night, Thursday night football game, and that their performance there um, against the Bills. This is a defense, Atlanta, that's susceptible. Um, secondary has some playmakers, but I don't think that uh, the middle of that defense is strong enough to really stop anyone uh, between the hashes. So um, I see this as a game where Matt Stafford is going to have uh, – going to get Allen Robinson 
involved. I think that uh, that's going to be, you know, he's going to have a big week. And uh, again, 6,300, nice price. You're getting a discount probably because of the dud kind of performance from week one. Yeah, I'll take that price break for sure. Running backs here, Nick Chubb, 7,100 against the Jets. Didn't find the end zone in week one, but was fantastic on 22 rushing attempts. Racked up 141 yards. Browns running backs were responsible for two touchdowns in that week one victory. They both happened to go to Kareem Hunt. That's not going to be the case every week, but what we will see being the case every week, certainly while Jacoby Brissett is a quarterback, is the Browns relying heavily on this ground game. We're going to see Chubb getting another heavy workload in week two, and if he does find the end zone this time around, which is very possible, he'll be in line for a massive day. He's not cheap, but he is cheaper than five other guys on this slate. All guys who uh, Chubb has just as much upside as, really. I mean, it's all about the matchup, Lou, and also the the play calling. We know exactly what the Browns want to do. They want to run the football, uh, just run it down your throat, and that's exactly what Nick Chubb, what his M.O. is. Um, this is a, a team, again, that they're going to be able to, I think it will, run the football early and often. And Nick Chubb is going to be the beneficiary at 7,100. A uh, nice price point for a running back that might end up being the top scoring running back in week two. So uh, I like that call a lot. Blue. Yeah, if you can, it depends on where you're spending money. I'd like to pair him with Javante Williams at 6,600, taking on the Texans. He's coming off a great fantasy performance in week one, had 6.1 yards per carry, but the 11 receptions for 65 yards is really where he made you the money. Uh, I can be used with Wilson in a stack, too, because of how often he was used in the passing game in week one. The matchup excellent here, too. Broncos should run away with this game, literally. I think they'll be attacking the Texans on the ground often due to being out in front. So I think Javante could have a really big game himself. Yeah, I mean, we're just seeing kind of the tip of the iceberg, I think, with Javante. And I think, um, I mean, the Broncos understand that Melvin Gordon is more of a, you know, secondary option kind of to to keep uh, Javante fresh. And Javante is, you know, as advertised, he is the back that should be getting 60 to 70 percent of the totes and obviously we know he's going to be very involved in the passing game so that's uh um you know these dual threat type running backs in the nfl are few and far between that can really uh have those monster type performances in uh, javante williams at detroit uh this is the time uh to play him in dfs especially at 6500 i, I love that price take it on the texans but yes definitely uh, a very good opportunity for him there's two running backs and chase Edmonds and jeff wilson jr who are in the low 5000s who you should take a look at based on their volume but i want to get over to the wide receivers here debo samuel always a good choice ron because you know he's going to be a target in the passing game he's going to be given a number of carries out of multiple different formations as well but it's three other wide receivers i want to really take some time to take a look at here the first is michael pittman at 6700 perfect guy to stack with matt ryan you alluded to it already he can even be used without Ryan though he put together a really solid week one performance gets to take on this Jags team that allowed four passing touchdowns in week one to three different wide receivers Pittman the clear number one option in this Colts passing game and really should be featured plenty this weekend yeah I mean this is a breakout type uh, a call by a lot of uh, experts out there this year um, and I think that's exactly what uh, Pittman is doing and he's uh, this is 
you know, the time for him to shine. And he's going to be, again, the focal point of this offense. They're going to continue just to force feed him, Matt Ryan, get him the football. Um, great matchup for him. Great timing for him just to get the job done. As far as Debo, yeah, I alluded to earlier, I just think that uh, this is the week where they, uh, you know, force him the ball and get it, make that, you know, top priority for them. You know, if they're going to, uh, they're only going to go as far as Trey Lance takes them, but I think for, for Trey Lance to hit that ceiling, he's going to have to, to focus on getting Debo the ball through the air. And yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to watch Debo run one in, but uh, Debo is a receiver first, running back second. Good point there. I think one of the most underpriced wide receivers this week is Jerry Judy. He's $5,600. He saw seven targets in week one, seemed to develop an instant rapport with quarterback Russell Wilson. He's my favorite guy to stack with Wilson this week, but it's his role in the offense, the skill set, the low price, and the upside that really makes him a great play no matter who you decide to use at the quarterback position. I mentioned how Pittman had success versus the Texans in week one. I think we can expect Judy to have the same success this week. And honestly, Cortland Sutton probably can too, but Judy's cheaper. Yeah, I like your call there. I mean, I, I like both these uh, Bronco receivers, these bucking Broncos. Uh, but yeah, go with the one that's, that's lower priced. And again, as far as big plays, that's where you have uh, Jerry Judy comes into play. Is he is that guy that, that's capable of going 65, 70 yards to the house uh, on a, at any given time. And we, we know that uh, Russell Wilson, you know, throws that deep ball better than anybody else in the National Football League or, or right up there with, with the best of the best. So uh, that's that's where he can connect with Judy. And, and it only takes one big play, uh, you know, $5,600. You're going to be really happy to uh, have him in your DFS lineups if that does happen. And I'm calling my shot now. Yeah, really nice uh, wide receiver two there. If you want a nice wide receiver three or flex option, Jarvis Landry is someone to take a look at. He's just $5,000. He saw nine targets in week one, caught seven of them for 114 yards. The target should be there again in a game where the Saints are probably going to have to throw the ball, Ron. The Bucks' defense is so good against the run, they almost force you into throwing the football against them. So Landry at his price with his target share, with the chemistry he showed with Jameis Winston, I really do like him at 5K for that wide receiver three or flex spot. Yeah, he ain't sexy, Lou, to all our listeners out there. But again, we don't, we don't need sexy at 5K. We just need... Um, him to get as many targets and be as involved this week versus Tampa Bay uh, as he was week one. And we saw that uh, with Winston kind of latching on to Landry. And uh, I believe I heard the number that his his average depth of, of target was way up week one compared to his career average, which I know early uh, in his career at Miami, uh, that was pretty low number uh, given the offense and in, in the scheme. But if they're figuring out how to get Landry the ball, um, you know, um, give lead him a little bit there. I think that's only going to pad his numbers at the end of the day. And again, this is a this is a guy that, as a secondary option, is one of the best in the NFL. Because if Michael Thomas is playing it at a high level, he, he's going to be the the main focal point for defenses. And and Landry might just be lost there. Uh, they might just uh, forget about Landry, and that that's going to be where he uh, makes his money. Absolutely, man. So the tight end position is always interesting in fantasy. You always have that top echelon of talent, right? Those guys that just 
seem to put up big games every single week. Then you have a guy like Kyle Pitts, who is obviously very good, but there are quarterback concerns there. We saw it in week one that he just couldn't connect on most of his targets. We got TJ Hawkinson, who certainly sees a good amount of targets from Jared Goff. Could be a high-scoring game between the Lions and Washington. But I want to save money this week at the tight end position. And you can do it, but it does depend on a couple things. Mostly, T. Higgins. Is T. Higgins going to miss this weekend's game against the Cowboys with a concussion? It's possible. And if he does, Hayden Hurst at 3,600 is a really, really good buy. He really came on seeing tons of targets once Higgins left that game. Ended with five catches and 46 yards. Pretty solid for a tight end under 4K, Ron. Those numbers could arguably improve if Hurst is featured for an entire game without Higgins being a sideline. What do you think of Hayden Hurst this week at that 3,600? Pretty good production for a guy under 4K. First off, I want to say Hurst might be one of the most underrated tight ends in the National Football League. And if you look at what he did last week, I mean, just the, the catches he made on the sideline, the athleticism we take for granted. At 3,600, I think he's a great play against the Cowboys uh, defense that is going to be reeling without an offense. So in Pitts, yeah, it was the Pitts week one, major bounce back week two. Uh, so expect that. And Hawkinson, again, I think a great matchup for him against the, uh, we almost said the Redskins, but com- Commanders. Yeah, definitely. Could be a high-scoring game. I like Hurst for sure. Just make sure T. Higgins isn't playing before you lock him in. This is Sports Overnight. America, Lou Landers, and Ron McLeese after the break. We'll be making our Week 2 Survivor Picks in the NFL, so stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin. UVB rays burn. And both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. 
and you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Do you own a timeshare? Well, face the facts. You made a mistake. You made a bad purchase. A timeshare is not an investment. It's a money pit that continues forever. If you use your timeshare, that's great. But if you don't and you want to legally get out of your contract, call my friends right now at the Timeshare Exit Hotline. They're an experienced team of lawyers who help good people like you get out of a timeshare contract that they just don't want. Don't throw away your money on maintenance fees. Use it for things you really want. We can help you end your timeshare contract and stop the money drain immediately. If you're ready to move on with your timeshare, call our team right now. Cancel your timeshare now with a free call. 800-824-5131. 800-824-5131. That's 800-824-5131. We are back here on Sports Overnight of America. Lou Landers with Ron McLeese. We're talking Survivor Picks for week two in the NFL. And Ron, I unfortunately did lose last week with the 49ers, but I had a number of entries. So this week, I am not going to take any chances. I am feeling very good about the Rams beating the Falcons. And if I do have a second option, I do think the Bills will beat up on the Tennessee Titans at home in Buffalo. Both these games should be easily won by the Bills and the Rams. But if I am choosing just the one, the Rams probably are the better matchup versus the Falcons because the Titans at least are a somewhat formidable team. I don't see that in Atlanta. No, I, I like both those picks, and I'm with you. Uh, actually did bring up my pick, which is uh, going to be the Bengals. I mean, first off, I think Joe Burrow is just is going to be chomping at the bit to get back, and, and all those interceptions that he threw against the Steelers secondary, you know, he, he's got to come out – and again, losing that football game the way that they did, uh, playing a Dak-less Cowboys team, again, that whole team's going to be affected, I think, from kickoff without Dak. And again, uh, that's if there's a safer bet this week, I think it's the Bengals, one, to bounce back, and, and two, playing a team you know, with an unknown quarter, starting quarterback that uh, uh, there's going to be a lot of questions question marks there for Dallas and it's going to affect them mentally and I think physically on the field and the Bengals are going to take advantage of that Joe Burrow big day um, smash for me I take the Bengals even on the road yeah I think the Bengals are a great pick I'm just a little nervous um, picking anything that doesn't seem like a surefire win like the Rams almost seems like there's no way they're going to lose to the Falcons whereas there are ways I could see the Titans or the Cowboys surprising people uh, but both do seem like good bets as well. I like the call with the Bengals. Definitely go after a beat-up Cowboys team. Thanks to Sports Byline USA, Armed Forces Network, and all our other listeners nationwide. Don't go anywhere. Keep it right here. Stay tuned. More Sports Overnight America right after. Peace, back. 